paddling the wrong way. But you can have fun. I know Brent loves to fish in the rivers. When I was up, we was up in uh, Aspen, Colorado many years ago. I did a Ritz Carlton up there, installed the doors in it, and we would take the kids and Vicky out and up in the mountains at night and in the rivers. I mean, I mean, gorgeous. And you go up through there, and you could see where the old gold mines used to be because they always set up those, those towns right by the river because the river is life. The river of God is life. And without the river, we are in trouble. So the river of God is life. And we, as we discover its wisdom from the past, the present, and the future, God's word, as we discover its wisdom, direction, and sovereignty of God, the joy we find in the river is sustained within us. How many of you have joy? How many, how many are searching for joy? One of the things you want to understand, it's not a feeling or emotion. We'll talk about that later on. It's not a feeling or emotion. You can have joy, but it's what you're trying to put your joy in. If you're trying to put your joy in anything in this world that brings death and not life, then your joy will always be based upon your circumstances. And that's not what God wants for us. So if we learn how to find that joy, it can be sustainable joy. So looking in that river, we can find it. The river of God is life. Remember that. As we discover the wisdom, direction, and sovereignty of God, when we find that wisdom that God wants to give us, it directs us to the sovereignty of God. And once you can understand the sovereignty of God, in other words, supreme God that knows all things, you can understand I can put my joy in that because this world, there's nothing sovereign about this world except it's dying. The joy we find in the river is sustained within us. Life is, not God's supreme, life is not God's supreme gift to us. He is. Amen? You got to understand, this life we have, oh, it's a wonderful life. It is. I'm joyful in my life. I'm happy with my life. But if I consider, continually think my life is everything that it should be and not allow him in it, then it is based upon myself and what happens in my life. But if I can turn that around and say life is not, is not the supreme gift, but he is, then I start to understand the joy. My wisdom is growing. And the past and the present and the future start to come together. Use everything God supplies. Use everything God supplies you with in order to... I can't read that. Achieve what? Okay. Use everything that God's got for you to achieve the wisdom and the joy God has set aside for you. So what is everything? People, places, things, God's word. Everything that God puts in front of you, use it to search for the joy that he wants you to have. He's not a God of hate and a God of anger. He's a God of love. And if he's a God of love, then he wants us to have joy. But we have to find it and search for it in the right areas. So Genesis 2.10, it says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. That's life. God's, God's showing us he's... One verse he's saying, life came from me because the river, we have to have water, we have to have a rivers to survive in this world. So life came out of the garden for all of us. Everybody agree with that? All right. Now a river went out of Eden uh, to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. Go ahead, please. In 2 Corinthians 1.12, it says, For our boasting is this. The testimony of our conscience that we conduct ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom. Everybody say fleshly wisdom. fleshly wisdom. 
Because what I want to do here is separate godly wisdom from fleshly wisdom. And I, I can do this if we look at it hard enough. So it, it's godly sincerity not with fleshly wisdom, but with the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. So if I'm looking in this river and I'm trying to find out joy, and I'm trying to search for this joy, and I want to understand that the only way I can get it is not from man, not from fleshly desires, but from God. Because that's where joy comes from, and I'll show you that at the very end of this sermon. Your joy must come from God. Joy is not something happy or something this other. It's, it's, it's a joy of knowing that God is in your life, that God is sovereign over your life. If you want to conduct yourself in this world of the messes we are in this world, then, then you're not going to, you're going to be messed up all the time. But if you want to rely your life dependent on God, then you can find joy there, no matter what takes place in your life. Not with fleshly wisdom, but with the grace. The grace is that free gift, the cross of God, and more abundantly towards you. How much is it towards you? More abundantly towards you. Go ahead, please. In Revelation... 22, whether this is a symbolic or whether it's literal, we'll find out when we get there. Revelation 21, and he showed me a pure river, a water of clear as crystal. You know, this is a piece of, I think it's crystal, it's heavy. I, I better not break it, right, babe? Vicky's gone. This is, I'm sure this is crystal. This is crystal. It's clear. It's beautiful. It's heavy. It's, 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 it's what... God's trying to show us something here. It's perfect. It's beautiful. So, and he showed me a pure river water of life, a clear as crystal. You know, the rivers we go to out here, they're not real clear, right? In fact, they can be, you can't even see the bottom of a lot of them. They're just dark and dirty. Why? Because sin does what? It clouds us. It makes us dark and dirty. But the river that's coming out of heaven, out of that throne room, is clear as crystal. Pure and wonderful. There's a difference between these rivers. There's a difference. Clear as crystal proceeding, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Go ahead, please. Achieving joy. Everybody want to achieve joy? Somebody say, give me again. You want to achieve joy? Okay, it's the Word of God where you achieve joy. Achieving joy. Exodus 31.3. Give me that first principle. I'm sorry. Lift it up. I can't see it. Can you get it there? It's down the bottom there for me. First principle is if you choose not to gain wisdom and understanding from your past. You guys got all that up there? You guys read it. All right. If you choose not to gain wisdom from your past, present, and future, your future will flow in the same progression. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So if you're, if you're choosing not to change towards God, then what do you think is going to change in your life? I mean, how do you think things are going to change? If you're not striving to change towards God, how is it going to work? Nexus 31.3, it reads here. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Everybody say, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. That's God talking. And what he did here in Exodus is he would give men and, men and women certain jobs to do, certain applications in their life, and he would fill them 
with that. So they could be a craftsman or, 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 or a silver maker or whatever they might do to, to do the things that God wanted to do. He fills us. He allows that Holy Spirit to come in us and fills us with this. I have filled with the Spirit of God in wisdom. Everybody say what? So how do you get wisdom? God fills you with wisdom. Amen? He fills you with wisdom. Understanding. So when I get wisdom, I can understand how to use the wisdom. Because if I'm searching for joy and I'm searching to understand God and, and realize it's my life, I've got to put these things in place. So the wisdom comes from God. So that men and women that do not have God in their life, what wisdom do they have? Fleshly wisdom. Their own. That's all they've got. So can you see why the world's a mess? Can you see why the country's falling apart? Okay, because there's no wisdom from God anywhere. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Go ahead, please. Psalms 37, 30. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. Amen? Who's the righteous? The people of God. The church. So that mouth speaks wisdom. And his tongue talks of justice, the truth. What's right, what's wrong, what's more, what's decency? We do. We speak that. But when the church decides not to speak, then Satan, I guarantee you, will speak through his people. And he does. In Proverbs 1.20, it says, wisdom calls aloud outside. Amen? In other words, you speak, you talk, you go out, you, you share your wisdom and your knowledge that God's given you. You share it. And believe it or not, this is joy. The most joyous times you'll have in your life is when you're sharing God with other people. That's the most joyous times in your life. She raises her voice in the open squares. In other words, everywhere you go, you're to raise that voice in the open squares, to enjoy God, let other people know. And you say, well, that doesn't go over too good today. Yeah, it's because we dropped the ball. Maybe not all the people here, but many years ago, the church started just keeping quiet. And you can see where that's taken us. In Proverbs 18.4, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. What in the world? <laughs> I've heard some men speak, it ain't deep waters. But I've heard other men speak, and it's like, I, I, I can't get enough of them speaking. I want to hear more and more and more. So the words of a, a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is flowing as a flowing brook. And back to that river, back to enjoying this. Once you find your joy through Christ, and once you live in that joy, people are going to want that joy. Do you all agree with me or not? All right, they're going to want it. I mean, who doesn't want joy? It's just the kind of joy, what joy are you looking for? Go ahead, please. Get sovereignty. With every fork in the river, and I want you to take this one in. With every fork in the river of life, you ever go down a river in that canoe or, or a boat or whatever you're on, a, a canoe, and you, you see this and you see that, and you can't, you really don't know what's out ahead. You just know you see this and you see that. We say, well, which way am I going to go? The, looks like the current's going to push me both ways. And sure enough, you'll go one way and you'll get there about half a mile down through there, and you think it comes to a dead end. It's, oh my goodness. Now I got to paddle back up current, get back around. Vicky, why'd you turn that way? 
It's just, it's, it's, you know what? You say, well, I, if there's any way I could just change this river, I would change it and make it go the other way. But see, that's not the way the river goes, is it? So with every fork in the, in the river of life, a choice is made. You got to come out of it, you got to make the choice. The river does not change, amen? It's not going to change its direction to fit your choices. I've said that a zillion times in a zillion different words. It's never going to change its direction to fit your choices. God is sovereign, amen? And I'm looking for the sovereignty of God so I can have the joy of God, and I get the sovereignty of God through learning the wisdom of God that he gives me. First thing is, you don't have Christ in your life, you don't have wisdom in your life. You don't have any godly wisdom. You can read the Bible all you want, and you're reading it with a man's eyes and a man's mind and a man's heart, and that's the wisdom you're coming up with. When you put the Holy Spirit in your life, the lowest of the low, and here I am, can rise up and preach the word of God with authority and power and love. Because God is preaching, not the man or the woman. Amen? God is doing it. It's a big difference. So I can see the sovereignty of God. Boy, when you get the sovereignty of God down your life will start to change. When you really believe that God is supreme, when you really grab a hold of that, and you say, I may have made a mess in my life, I have taken too many forks in the river, and they've all ended up in the wrong place. Why can't I find the right fork, the right path? Why can't I stay in the, in the current that's going to sail me down that river in wonderful waters? It's because you're not looking in the right places, and you keep going to the wrong fork in the river. It's a choice, isn't it? Every time you come up with that fork, and everybody's been on the river, it's a choice in your life that you've made. The river will not change. It's direction to fit your choices. Neither will God's sovereignty changed to fit your lifestyles or whatever you try to fit in it. You're on your own. In Isaiah 55, it says, Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. The, the, that living, living water, that living river. God's like, just, just come to me. I will give you the eternal life. It's right there in the river of life. So, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you have no money, come by and eat. Go ahead, please. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found. So what is that? What is that? If you just look at that, that phrase there, seek the Lord while he may be found, what is that telling us? It means there's a time in your life when you can't find God. It says it right there. Seek the Lord while he may be found. There's a time that God says enough is enough. I've sent my servants to you time and time and time again, and you keep refusing, refusing, refusing. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So where's he near? He's near today, amen? He's near today. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Okay. All sounds good. How do I, if I'm looking for that sovereignty of God and I'm finding, trying to find the, the direction there, this is pretty good stuff, isn't it? In fact, this is real good stuff. See, because I'm going to seek the Lord to find the sovereignty of God. 
I'm going to allow that wisdom that he's put in my life, and I said the word allow because that's what we have to do, allow God to take the wisdom he's put in our life to overflow us, and then to seek the Lord while he may be found. You know, uh, let's see where I'm going to put this. Man, uh, we've got these things out here, open windows. They're out there for you today. There's quite a few of them. Just take them. They start the first, uh, first day of June. It's a daily Bible reading or daily devotional. Take one. Enjoy it. Man, uh, we, uh, <laughs> I can look at God's Word. I can look at these daily devotionals, the wonderful things. And these are godly things. These are the things that God wants us to read. But us, us are the wisdom that we have in, in this world. There's a stark difference. I, this magazine was back in my prop thing. It's probably back for a while. And I'm going to give you the, the open windows or God's word is just a wonderful word that we can look at what man gives us. This is uh, in touch. Now you can read what God's word by read, but here's what man gives us. These are the things that, that we are supposed to look at and say, oh, man, this is, oh, I really enjoy this stuff. Let's see. I don't know how old this is, but let's read it. It says, uh, shocking photos, Miley betrayed by Patrick. I'm shocked. My goodness, I'm shocked. Bruce's nightmare. Sex change surgery gone wrong. <laughs> this is the wisdom that man has. This is what we take in. This is junk. Do you agree or not agree? But you know this magazine's doing great. <laughs> Let me see what else we got here. You'll pay for cheating on me. Teresa and Joe, I don't know who Teresa and Joe is, but somebody's going to pay. <laughs> Tom excels, I don't know, Scientology exposes Tom's, the secrets they keep. That's good news, man. I can tell you all about Scientology, don't go there. Don't go there, nothing but Satan stuff. Jealous showdown over The Bachelor. What's The Bachelor? <laughs> what I have done, Bruce Breakdown. This is the headlines. This is the headlines. And people are paying $2.99 for this. You come over here to the church, I got Bibles back. I give you for free. I'll give you these daily devotionals for free. I can go all, 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 give you all kinds of literature for free. You don't have to pay $2.99 for track. But yet, this is what we do. It's too late to turn back now. That's what Bruce Jenner says. But I heard he's turning back. Plus, the Kardashians desert him. They did not. They love him. The, you see the, 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 the trash? And we call that wisdom. People grab a hold of that stuff and all the inquirers and whatever else. I don't read none of that stuff. I don't got no desire to put that stuff in my mind. Ooh, I don't even want to think about Bruce Jenner. Nothing. I don't want to take that in. I don't have time to take that kind of trash in. There's a difference in there. He's looking at a different river than I'm looking at. Amen. They're looking at a total different river than I'm looking at. When I look at that river, I, I see that, that past. I see the past of my life. I, I see the past of the old saints, of the old wonderful people in the God's Word. I look at the past and I say, I can learn from that past. I can look in God's Word from the thousands of years and the history and the perfection of it, and I can look at it and say, I can learn from that, and it will help my present. And if I can learn from the past, to deal with the present things that are going on in my life, my future is great. Amen? Amen. 
But if you're a Bruce Jenner that wants to turn himself into a woman, he looks at his past, he don't even know what he is, he gets to the present, he still doesn't know what he is, and his future is all confused. That's the world we live in. And if, you would, if an alien would come down, they'd think we're all crazy. They wouldn't stick around. Could you imagine Abraham Lincoln being alive today, what he would say, or George Washington, what they would think? Or Thomas Jefferson, what they would even consider? And can you imagine if they walk into a church that preaches trash and untruth? And one would have to think is all their sacrifices were in vain. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen? You can seek the trash that the world wants to give you. You can seek the Lord. Your, your choice. I tell you, every time you go to one of those filthy magazines or some, something like that, a pornography spot or whatever it is, drugs, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Satan will use anything and everything to take you to the wrong fork in that river. But God says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways. What's he saying? Let the wicked, don't, don't go to these things. Don't go to them. It's like that guy up there a while ago. Stop it. Don't do it. If you don't do it, you don't got to worry about it. Amen? Let the wicked forsake his ways. Let these here that, that come to that river and they want to look at the past and the present and the future in order to find out the wisdom and the sovereignty and the joy of God, you've got to go with God. And let the unrighteous man, his thoughts, even your thoughts. How many of you deal with thoughts in your mind? You think, my goodness, where did that dream come from? Uh, that's not me. It's weird the things that goes on. Let him return to the Lord. Look at that. Let him, what, what's it say? Return to the Lord. Okay. Let him return to the Lord. Let me think about that for a minute. Let him return to the Lord. He's a wicked man. He's not a righteous man. But he wants to return the Lord. I mean, guess what that means? God made you. And he wants you back. Amen? He wants you back. He made your soul. He puts you into a, a wonderful family. Or maybe not a wonderful family, but he, he's going to take care of you. I love that. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. What is mercy? Forgiveness. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter where you think you are, no matter how far out you think you are from God, God has got mercy for you. He wants to pour it out on you. You've got to quit paddling the wrong ways. You've got to quit going upstream back to your past. You ever try to go upstream in a canoe? I did that once. It wasn't fun at all. I was too stupid to know the right way to go. I was very young. Finally, I figured out this is too much work. I'm going home. I turned around there. I was going sailing. That's a true story. Don't tell nobody, Blackwell. <laughs> we can do a lot of foolish things when we're young, right? In God's mercy, good. Especially for the young. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly what? Pardon. The cross. It's your pardon. Will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, and here's the sovereignty of God here for you. 
for my thoughts, and this is God talking, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Because if I followed a God that had my thoughts, he wouldn't be God. So I can say the sovereignty of God tells me, and I can believe this because I'm understanding God. He's put wisdom in my life to understand these things, not only in my life, but all around me. He shows me his God stories over and over and over again. And I grab a hold of them and I said, man, this, I'm not who I used to be. I'm looking at things differently than I ever looked at it before. And God brings me God stories to help me guide going down the right way. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways. Amen. So God is different from us, right? So when we try to bring God down to us and try to make God to, to fit in where we want him to fit in, we're ignoring God's word, right? Because God's not there. He's different. He doesn't think like we think. He doesn't act like we act. His sovereignty is supreme. He is unique. He's not created. He is. I am. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Sovereignty of God. Get joy. Amen? Get joy. Get joy. Quit, quit playing around with this world. Quit playing around with the sin in this world. Just quit. Get joy. If I've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my life, then he's going to pour out his wisdom upon my life through his word of truth. This is going to open up. I never want to come to the day that I'm not willing to find truth in here. I never want to come to the day that what I think is exactly what this should be. There's people out there that believe they've got all the answers in the world. And what they think is the truth. I never want to go there. I love being excited when God opens up new things to my life. Well, I've not seen it in that way before. With the absence of God's wisdom, you will not see God's sovereignty. So if you don't have Christ in your life, you're not going to see the wisdom. You're not going to have the wisdom of God. You're not going to see God's sovereignty. And if you did see anything like that from somebody else, you would just say, oh, it's a coincidence, or it's this, or it's that. And you use every excuse in the book not to believe the truth. Therefore, your joy will become based on feelings and emotions and fleshly desires. Because I don't believe in the sovereignty of God. I, haven't, I can't figure that out. I'm not even seeking God like we said in the beginning. I'm not seeking God. I'm not trying to find God. I'm just going to go and see how this thing turns out. Your past and your present and your future. How's your past been going? If it's been going good, then wonderful. Wonderful. You are so blessed. And it wasn't because you. It was because the Lord loves you and has put his life in you. Amen? When you start to think it's because of me, you're on the wrong path. You've gone down the wrong fork. God has put this great love in your life to enjoy who he is. And your present should be full of outgoing words for God. 
should be loud in the squares. And that wisdom that God is giving you, no matter what it is, the main principle I give you guys all the time, it's not how much you know, but how much you what? Love what you know. It's never how much you know. It's how much you love what you know. You can know the whole Bible like a lot of men and women do, but yet they don't love one word in it. How much you love what you know is what people want to see, what they want to hear from you. John 15, 11, give me that. These things I have spoken to you. This is Jesus speaking, letters in red. These things, and he's talking about all his disciples and all the things he's given to him. Everything he's given to us is the word of God. These things, all of God's word, just take it all in, all that Jesus did in his ministry. These things I have spoken to you, that my what? Whose joy? Our Lord and Savior's joy. Not the joy of man, not the joy of the world, but his joy. May what? And that you, and that your joy may be what? Full. Full. So, let me ask you. Is your joy full? Are you struggling to find the joy? Are you struggling to find everything that's going on? Are you in some fork of the river where you can't even know whether you're lost? Maybe you got on one fork and there was another fork and you're off on that fork now. And then there was another fork and you're off on that fork. You're so messed up. You're so uh, puzzled up that you can't figure anything out. You need a helicopter to come over your head and pick you up, amen? Well, I'll tell you what, God can do anything he wants. And he'll send a servant to you. He'll send a, a message to you that will help you get back to the river you belong on, the river of God that flows from the word of God, the throne of God and the Lamb, amen? It's a living river. It's a river that you want to go in and live by because the river is the life. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy be full. So whose joy are we looking for? Lord Jesus' joy. If you're trying to search for joy, any other path, you're not going to find it. This is it. Words for your week. I got one. Let me get this here. River equals life. Everybody say river equals life. Go back there for a minute. River equals life. Wisdom equals direction. Sovereignty equals supreme. River, wisdom, and sovereignty. You'll find joy. Give them the words. One word this week for words for the week. Uh uh. Jesus is the first one. Uh uh. Uh uh. It's they haven't got enough dashes up there. Over. Jesus over you, or yourself, whatever they got up there. Jesus over you. Joy. Everybody say that. Jesus over you is your joy. Does that make sense? Let's stand. There's a Psalm 100. It's got five verses. Put it over, please, Psalm 100. I've asked the children's church and the Sunday school classes to start teaching this psalm to the children. And that today I want you guys to read This is a, it's a beautiful psalm. And if we can get our children to grab a hold of this, they'll know it the rest of their lives. And I can't think of a, just a wonderful part of God's word to know the rest of your life. And remember, you learned it in church. Everybody say, make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Knowing that the Lord... He is God. He is God. 
It is He who has made us. And not we ourselves. We are His people and His sheep of His pasture. Enter into, the, into His gates with thanksgiving. And into His courts with praise. Be, thank, be thankful to Him. And bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Wouldn't that be good for you to memorize yourselves? When your joy starts to be hidden from you, you can just turn to Psalms 100. There's five verses there that will just show you how to bring that joy back into your life. Your application question is, what is it you see when you gaze at the river? Whenever you go to the river, probably this next weekend, a lot of you will be at a river. You look at that river from now on, don't look at it, and just I'm going to throw my fishing pole in there. I'm going to look at it, I'm going to see the past of God's truth, the past of God's saints, that God is pouring that out, trying to overflow my life, because right here is my present. And he wants to bring that past, all that past to my present, that the wisdom that he is pouring out upon me, I can take into my future because he is sovereign and my joy is secure in him. I'm going to open up the tables. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you're welcome at these tables. Before that, I want to bow our heads. and I'm going to say a few words. If you don't know Jesus Christ, but you're ready to accept him in your life, I'm going to just say a few words. It's never the words, it's never the words that save you. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from all your past. That your past no longer has power over you. That your past can no longer destroy your present. And your past has nothing over your future. And your past becomes the past of God. What He wants in your life. What He wants to determine in your life. That your present is secure in Him, and your future is eternal. And one day I'm going to go up there, and whether there's a river or not a river, I'm going to love where I'm at. Amen? Bow your heads, please. And repeat after me if you... Dear Heavenly Father, my Lord and my Savior, thank you for being my God. Lord, would you bless me today that I may bless others. May I seek out wisdom to understand the sovereignty of who you are. Amen. If you need Jesus in your life, there's another little prayer. You just bow your head. Everybody bow your head. If you need Jesus in your life, just say this. You can say it right under your breath. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to come and live in my life. To take over my life. To save me from my past. That my present will become secure in you. And that my future is all about you. Would you take this sinner that who I am and cleanse me through the cross of Christ. And save me from eternal damnation. And I may become a child of God. Amen. If you said those words, 
and you meant that words, if you meant those words, not just words, but if you meant them, then God has moved into your life and wisdom will start to overflow your life. You'll no longer want to search out the magazines of the past and the ugliness of this world. You'll want to search out something beautiful, something everlasting. And the river of life becomes alive to you. Amen? It becomes alive to you because it is you. And your joy is found there in the river of life. I open up the tables. You belong to Jesus Christ. You come and enjoy our Lord and Savior today. If you need prayer, if you're on the wrong fork in that river, just come and bow down. Between you and God, allow Him to get you in the right river, the right place, and love Him with all you've got. Come and enjoy the Lord today.
welcome to whatever it is. But just enjoy the day. It's a lovely day. We'll be eating outside and cooking outside, so just enjoy it. And as you go out, have a wonderful time. Enjoy God. Enjoy the wisdom he pours out on you. Let love flow. Thank you for this day. We pray especially for joy uh, in the difficult world that we live in with all the chaos and uncertainty. We pray that, uh, that people that need you will see the joy in our lives and see the, see the brightness that, that is Christ shining upon us and that they would be drawn closer to you and that you would be exalted and get all the honor, glory, and praise. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.